in Western Central Africa, according to UNFP, they, uh, it was in 2016, was mentioned that um, West Af- Western Central Africa is a region with the largest um, uh, population of um, young people. Mm-hmm. And we know that um, as, as youth, as, you, as a young person, as you're growing up, you, you get mixed up with peers in school, uh, you get mixed up with peers at home where your parents are not around. And this may um, contribute into you um, um, doing some things that you probably are not prepared for. And um, I will start with uh, that is sex. I mean, uh, as you're growing up, you start asking questions around your body, uh, body changes, especially for a girl and and, yeah. a, and, and a man, and you may you may be forced into um, having sex when you are unprepared when you are unprepared for um, uh, for it so i mean so people here in western central africa people often take cse as a way of um, increasing promiscuity amongst um, amongst youth in school uh, but this is not so so um uh i would say um, some of the things that uh us as youth advocates should do is one uh we need to first um strengthen knowledge around cse amongst youth advocates i know a lot of um youth, youth advocates knows the importance of cse but we need to um, strengthen their knowledge around cse for them to know what cse is and remember that we have um we have about uh, we have about two treaties that have been signed by governments of the uh, different countries uh to ensure that yes um cse is um is a right for all especially when we talk about the sustainable development goals uh nigeria is a signatory as well as other um west Af- west and central african countries so and as well as we are at the um, fast track un hiv and um, some of these components uh, are telling us that um as governments, we need to provide uh, 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 comprehensive sexuality education to, uh, to 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 children because the education starts from when you're a kid and not when you are old. So I'll give you an example for year, uh, year in Nigeria. Uh, okay. We have what we call the family life and HIV um, curriculum. However, this um, curriculum, in as much as um, civil society, UNESCO as well, have been working mm-hmm. with the Federal Ministry of Education to see that, to ensure that, yes, that this, and when I mean comprehensive, is because um, the curriculum, when it was being developed, was watered down to, um, should I say, um, uh, uh, represent the culture and values of, of the country. That means taking out uh, issues like um, condom away from the curriculum. So, like if you go to schools here in in Nigeria, you find out that the teachers are not the principal of the school would not would allow you to talk about HIV, would allow you to talk about SRH, would not, but would not allow you to talk about condoms. So now the ABCs of prevent prevention, which is A abstinence, uh, B be with one partner, C use condom. They, they will tell you to talk about abstinence, you can talk about be with, be with one partner, but you, can't, you are not allowed to talk about use of condoms. And we know that currently uh, the rate of teenage pregnancy amongst uh, 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 adolescent girls is on the rise. 
and uh, especially for the unmarried um, or for the married for the married uh, adolescent girls, especially in the, the northern part of Nigeria. Uh, and we are saying that we need to reduce um, world population. Uh, what 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 are the best ways of reducing the world population, if not to take up a family planning method, and also to ensure that yes, uh, you don't even um, contract HIV or any other STI, you need to use condom. Uh, because of the uh, culture, because of the value of our people, this has been this has not really worked effectively. I can even remember that there was a coalition of principals in Nigeria that 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 was instituted. To, to kick against um, uh, the family life and HIV curriculum being comprehensive, and wow. this was coming, yeah, and this was coming out of the context that it's going to promote promiscuity amongst youth in school. But let's be honest with ourselves, as as one that's, that 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 went through primary, secondary, and even the tertiary institution, I can boldly tell you that uh, that young girls, young boys, are already started engaging in sex. Uh, by 8, 9, 10. That means if you are 8, 9, 10, that means you are in primary school. Thus, um, CSE itself needs to be introduced because you're already sexually active. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not up to us as governments or as parents or as teachers to, to, play, to play, um, play the hypocrites here. We know what the issues, the, the issues are, that children are already engaging in sex. So why don't you give them the tool to best protect themselves, and uh, uh, and, and 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 help them to be better leaders in the future? Because when they protect themselves from STI, from HIV, and also for the girls who uh, protect themselves from unintended pregnancy, they can now be they can go to they can go through school and be more productive with their life and also contribute positively to the community and at the society at large so going back civil society youth advocates we need to strengthen our knowledge around CSE this is because we need to find a way to um, break what CSE is to some of so some of these um, uh, 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 people who are not um, who don't welcome CSE as as a strategy of in engaging um, young people, and um, this is I mean we need to increase our awareness around what CSE is amongst these people, not just the youth advocates, so that youth advocates can then engage the government, can uh, engage other civil society partners to rally along and mobilize. Um, uh, strengths to ensure that your yeah, CSE is a norm. Then you should also know that I said there are two treaties. The Sustainable Development goes the fast track. So you have something to actually hold the government accountable. The government signed those signatories. So that means the government is um, the government must commit to ensure that yes, um, CSE is a norm in school and it's integrated into all the school curriculum. And um, as well as uh, two, I would also say. Um, uh, we need to start looking for uh, strategies uh, to change the behaviors of, of, of and the perception of, uh, of the government stakeholders, especially uh, as well as the teachers and the parents. The truth about it is most parents um, do not talk about sexual activities with their children or talk about relationship. We did, an, we did um, a research in 2014 
and we found out that most we engaged young young people we asked them questions around who do you talk about your sexual relationship with who do you talk about uh, your reproductive health life with and we found out that most of the responses we were getting was that the, they were getting these uh, uh, answers from their peers so they don't talk about this with their parents they don't talk about this with their teachers because they feel they're not the go-to people to do that with and that is out of fear so when you talk with your peers around uh your sexual reproductive health like you might get the wrong answer and put yourself into trouble so that means the parents themselves need to welcome csd the teachers themselves need to accept csd the government themselves needs to ensure that yes the teachers are trained properly to be able to deliver the curriculum itself it is really important so now youth advocates need to start looking it's not all about advocating and advocating there's something where you need to work with the government themselves to do the heavy lifting that means paying visits to the government and trying to discuss some of these issues and mind you the government themselves have different roadblocks okay i can give you an instance uh um the uh a director within the ministry of education may be in support of cse but um by the time they meet in a committee to to discuss some of these things some of these um, provisions in 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 the curriculum it might be taken down because some people are not welcoming of it so i think we need to start thinking of um, of ways that we can change the behaviors of these people towards accepting uh, cse and that is up to us as youth advocates and not just advocating uh, for change. Advocacy takes a long time, but doing heavy lifting, it's a process. However, it is really, really productive. Then um, uh, lastly, what I would say is we need to uh, push for more investments in ensuring that uh, youth-led uh, civil society actors are able to continue to push for CSE because the truth about it is uh, as long as we have values, as long as we have culture, and as long as we have people tied to these uh, factors, it may be very difficult to make um, comprehensive sexuality education a, um, a, 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 a dream. But the truth about it is CSE is not just a way of reducing the world population, but it's a way of actually protecting the lives of, of our growing youths so that they can become um, better leaders and also contribute to society at large. I'll stop here for now. All right, thank you so much, Etoro. Uh, you, you've actually answered all the questions. <laughs> I think the ones that are supposed to come later, I think you've already put everything in one. So, um, thank you. So, Molly, I hope you're still here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. So, I'm going, I'm going to let you talk, talk about um, how comprehensive sexuality education is preventing HIV among young people and in Asia Pacific. What what has been the experiences so far? What what have you learned so far around CSEs and in connection to HIV and AYP and and in Asia Pacific? In Asia Pacific. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let me start with that. And um, well, just I want to 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 be clear on this uh, process um, when they start because I'm I'm currently part of Latin America, 
but I can tell you more about the Latin America area. It's it's that okay? Yes, yes, yes. That's fine. That's supposed. To, oh, okay. I thought that's that. That should be Latin. You said you live in Guatemala, right? Yes, Guatemala is a country um really near from Mexico. Yes. The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think you should be talking about Latin America. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So well. Let me tell you about the uh, access to the comprehensive sexual education in Guatemala. Specifically, it's uh, really limited to get access because now in the school we only have, uh, well, the teacher told us that the comprehensive sexual education is just talk about the pregnancy and just that. And um, what's happening about the sexual health and rights is happening about to talk about more about sexuality and all that. and. And that doesn't exist in the school. So just we have the comprehensive sexual education that we receive in the home. And of course that the parents don't feel comfortable to talk about sex with their children or be with yeah, or with their sons or daughters, right? So this is a difficult big problem because he is a, a conservative conservative country because it's not uh, quite normal to talk about sexuality because it's still a taboo. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's really important role that John Nebuer uh, has in the country because um, this spaces allows that more young people can get more access to the information and to reduce the stigma and to reduce the discrimination that has a comprehensive sexual education in the region. And, and of course, that allows that more young people know about the prevention about HIV because HIV in the young people, specifically in Latin America, has a lot of discrimination. It still has a lot of discrimination because a lot of young people doesn't have an idea how did the transmission Mm-hmm. And and the stigma, and discrimination, regardless if you're living with HIV or you're affected by HIV, for example, it is the same discrimination that you will have. If if the if someone knows that, for example, that your parents live with HIV, it would mean that you live with HIV too, and you will you will leave the same discrimination that as a people living with HIV. And sometimes some youth network that work just with young people living with HIV don't allow the young people affected by HIV can be part of the of the answer. And we know that of course that maybe we don't live with HIV, but we know how is to 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 to, to how is the HIV affect directly to the person. And we know how is the all these faces the negation when the person doesn't accept that they live with HIV. We know everything because we live really close, and of course that we live really close with discrimination. So it's important that we um, that we put that that the civil society, specifically in Latin America, recognize that live or not with HIV, specifically if you're affected, it needs to be part of the answer because if we want to make the change, we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to start with discrimination, we don't need to start with stigma. And that is, um, 
the first step that I want that I can tell you that I can tell you here and about the comprehensive sexual education it's a key it's a key to start to talk about HIV because we can start uh, to talk about comprehensive sexual education if we started to, 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 to say okay we want to talk about the HIV prevention the the spaces look more acceptable to talk about uh, more to HIV prevention that in compared to talk about comprehensive sexual education because as I said before the taboo is really strong here so if we start with the HIV we can start to talk about the comprehensive sexual education we can start to talk about sexual and reproductive health and rights mm -hmm. and to to talk about that it's a human right to get access to this RHR so it is a maybe could be a strategic to to the HIV help us to 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 look the, the comprehensive sexual education more naturally, and, and yeah, it's 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 so quite amazing because we reduce a lot of stigma uh, by living or affected by HIV, and we reduce a lot of stigma about sexual reproductive health and rights, in specific specifically women's rights, women's uh, health, sexual reproductive health and rights because um, of course that Guatemala is a country that um, the abortion is um, it's not legal but when we start to talk about HIV and young women live with HIV here's another problem because here if a young woman live with HIV some spaces um, start with the sterilization, forced sterilization to young women just mm -hmm. for live with HIV. So this um, this problem that young women has in Guatemala and when we start to talk about sexual reproductive health and rights uh, through the uh, SRHR, we can evidence these problems, specifically the forced sterilization with the young women live with HIV. And we can start to do advocacy strategies to evidence that problem, that the, that the stigma and, of course, the ignorance for the taboo of the sexuality make in the different spaces, specifically in the health, in the health spaces with the health personnel. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's as I said before. It's important to talk about the comprehensive sexual education to to adolescents and to young people to reduce a lot of the stigma, to reduce a lot of discrimination because it makes a change. And I can tell you that uh, with the young net, with the youth network, a lot of young people can can feel more confident, can feel that they have a safe space. Nice. Mm -hmm. And that safe space create that they feel more confident about themselves because sometimes they talk that it's it's not normal to be gay, for example, or sometimes they think that it's not normal to be queer, another example. And when they have access to the comprehensive sexual education and um um, sexual reproductive uh, and all the information about it, uh, sexual and reproductive rights, they know that it's 
normal and it's part of their sexuality. Yeah, in everything is through the comprehensive sexual education. So, as I said before, this is a key. This is a key to make a change. <laughs> and, and this is a key to reduce the stigma and discrimination by HIV. And we can make a lot of changes access with the comprehensive sexual education. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Molly. That's quite comprehensive, though. Yeah, thank you. I just want to say that it's quite difficult here because the government, as I said before, it's not possible now to talk because um, the non the NGO now have a lot of limits because <sighs> we are living a difficult situation with the government. We we need to be quiet now because if we talk we can have problems exactly. and yeah and we need to be first we need to talk to, to think about our security it's the most important and the other one is that if we would talk, if we would talk about um comprehensive education or something like that we need to be a strategic, you know, use a different words and and or use keywords to don't have any problem on that. Because as I said before, the government censor us all the time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and HIV is important here because HIV allow us to talk a comprehensive sexual education. In this cases, yeah. yeah, not just that. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Molly. Yeah, thank you. So, um, I do not know, um, Itoro, is there anything you want to add? Maybe say something about the population. They mm-hmm. yeah. Can you can you hear me? Yes, I can hear yeah, you. Yeah. So, uh, I I think the only thing I'll add is um. Um, the fact that we need to, as youth advocates, we need to also um, take up the strategy, the social accountability strategy, whereby we can go back to our countries, look at uh, the curriculum, the for instance, the CSE curriculum. I yeah. Mm-hmm. In in each country, it's um, it's uh, it's it could be a, a different name of a document. Like for Nigeria, it's called the Family Life and HIV Curriculum. So, um, uh, I would say go back to your country, pick up this curriculum, um, review this curriculum, see some of the gaps in the curriculum, mm-hmm. take up some of these gaps, um, and um, amplify some of these gaps that are lighted in that curriculum, and also develop, come up with recommendations, working with other youth-led organizations in your country. Uh, and present this to the government. Tell them, oh, these are the gaps that still exist within the curriculum and would like to, you to change it. And these are our recommendations. I think it will go a long, long way when you carry, when you take up, um, when you take um, evidence to a policymaker requesting for change. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much. So I don't know, Molly, I, I don't know, or Itor, any of you. So I'm trying to get a concept by. I'm trying to like do a little like a sentence connection between population and CSEs. So is there something that you would like to say or add so we could that just like complete the our 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's important that first join first with different young organizations or just network and here maybe at country level, regional level and of course global level without any language barrier. For example, here in my country, we are recognized that it's a country that has more than 23 languages. And one of the big problems that we have is the language barrier. So we need to guarantee that the all young people get, can get access with their language because not all the young people can speak Spanish that is our, uh, our language. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, and and that limit that that limit to the population can get access to information. So it's important to get information through now with the COVID nineteen. We get a lot of setbacks because we need to now do everything through the technology. So it's it's positive now that the technology can allow us to be more connected because it's true now we are more connected. But what happened with the town? What happened with the population that live in the rural area that doesn't have access to the internet? For example, I'm living now in the rural area, I'm living now in the town, and I know what is, is more difficult. And now that I'm here as, as a migrant person because I moved to the, to the city now, to the town, I know what is the difference. To, 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 to get access to the technology because here's a lot of blackouts yeah. and that limit us to get access to the internet that limit us to get access to more a lot of information uh -oh. so it's important to know and to and to think strategically like that what mm -hmm. can we do if we don't have access to the technology what yeah. strategies or what actions can we do in this in this situation because yeah, we maybe we think that okay, the technology is really good tool. That it's true, it's the best tool that we have. <laughs> but now that I'm in the different area, now that I'm living different situation, I'm overthinking another strategic, another strategy that allows that the that the young people can still have the information, maybe in a and a safe space, but now with the COVID-19, here we 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 are um, we we need to be in lockdown, but the government don't want it. So all the population are scared about it because a lot of cases we have about the COVID-19. So just we have the information that 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 the governments provide us, and we know that it's a sometimes it's a false information. We know that and maybe start with some radio strategies maybe to the that that that, that the, now the, the towns is more connecting the radio or the tv mm -hmm. so we can still use it that because so because it's it's maybe it's more expensive and of course more expensive but it would allow that the people from the town can get the information not just um, not just the people from the city that that the internet and the technology that the internet is more easily, but with blackout through the radio, 
it will be more easily to so maybe think about this strategies another strategies yeah okay that's great thank you itoro any final words i'll say um um we should continue pushing um change doesn't happen um in a minute yeah it takes time but i'm sure if we put our voices together we should be able to achieve this because some other countries some other countries have achieved seriously so i believe we can thank you all right thank you so i would like you to do do a reintroduction again because i think the first one we did this this was cut off so maybe do itoro then molly thank you okay um ekanem itoro if young i'm the um co-lead for um the advocacy working group act and also Director of Advocacy, African Network of Adolescents and Youth Development. Thank you, Molly. Yeah, um, I'm Molly. I'm part of the advocacy work from the PACT, and I'm the general coordinator from Amarantius Network. And yeah, I'm still working to reduce the stigma and discrimination for people.